0: you need to tailor your resume in such a way that it looks like you have another 20 years of work left. Like, and I hate to say it, but it is the truth. You just need to get yourself in the door and and then don't even get me started on these stupid self-automated video interviews. What a piece
1: of shit system. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches
2: Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou.
1: Good morning, good morning.
2: Kyle? Good, good morning, good evening, We've, good afternoon, wherever you are listening. Or we had a false start to our podcast this morning because somebody set off the fire alarm and that wasn't me because i didn't want to do this like that was not me i just want to go on the record saying i did not do that why did you jump there so quickly now i'm suspect (laughs) because i knew you would be
0: (laughs) it wasn't before but okay
2: what do you want to do today (laughs) Before we kick this off, I'd like to just let folks know if you have not subscribed, if you've not downloaded, if you've not shared our podcast, what's up? Where are you at? Definitely do that because we definitely want to get this information out there. Our goal is to have 10,000 downloads by the end of this season. What are we at now? Four? Don't ask that question. Let's just say the goal is. 10,000 by the end. We're actually over 3,000. We're over 3,000. And we have four total downloads. No, we have 3,000. Anyway, listen, I want us to talk a little bit about something um, based off a post that I did on LinkedIn last week. Now, I've been meaning to ask this question on LinkedIn for a long time, and I think we should engage in a conversation today about that. So many folks seem to have mixed feeling about this particular subject. You know, when you, let me just set this up a little bit. Sometimes when job description, when you put a job description out there, it doesn't always yield the best results, because I believe there's no real perfect candidate out there. I think it's a mixed bag of things.
1: However, I think,
2: sorry, I- I'm going to interrupt
0: for a second. Candidates need to remember that, too, when mm. when when hiring managers in hr post a job description they're posting their wish list mm-hmm. so they don't expect to get it all so don't be turned on like i look at some of this stuff that's out there it's total garbage it's like we're looking for an admin with a master's degree and it's like
2: <laughs> like well fuck you like get a life fuck you well, like some of the job descriptions are not even that clear, and I think people could say that. But before we get into it, because honestly, actually, that actually uh, triggers a point for me as well. But here's a question that I did. Uh, I asked this question. I asked this question on LinkedIn. I said, "Would you hire someone without experience if they're trying to transition careers? Would you?" For me?
0: I would. Of course, I would. Because I sit yeah. here and I coach the other side of it and. And between you and me, it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's an interesting question. And I also think about, would you hire someone who is five or 10 years away from retirement? Because I'm sorry, ageism yeah. is absolutely real. I actually think people are more likely to hire someone who has less experience than they are to hire someone who is closer to retirement or who has a lot of experience because they think they're going to have to pay. I hate this. I hate this when HR girl i'm gonna find every soapbox i can today to stand on girl i'm i'm Whoa, three soap i'm three soapbox high now but but just give me a second here i hate this because 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 hr will decide for you like if they think you're overqualified they'll decide for you if they think you're oh, going to wow. retire soon they'll decide for you if they think like <clears throat> they will decide for you and this is why i encourage people like like it's like it's like you might have a body of work but if mm-hmm. you if you think you're gonna get Um, targeted for ageism, you need to, uh, you need to tailor your resume in such a way that it looks like you have another 20 years of work left. Like, and I hate to say it, but it is the truth. You just need to get yourself in the door and, and then don't even get me started on these stupid
2: self-automated video interviews what a piece of shit system so i know we said we're gonna go deep but uh, you already got there i mean um, there's no build up on that deep but let's just back it out a little bit (laughs) let me just tell you a little bit of the results and then we'll talk about what can people i just i kind of want to ask you how deep is it but well (laughs) um as you know there's a lot of leaders um HR professionals and a few others that's on my network in, on LinkedIn. So when I asked that, when I, when I asked that question around, you know, would you, I knew I'd be somewhat talking to hiring managers or people in HR. And I know you have quite a few HR people too on, uh, on your LinkedIn profile in your network. And so the results was, and this is almost 200 people actually voted on this. And there's quite a few comments. I think over, over about 30 comments or so, um, added, uh, added some comments as well. And here's what they said. So 79% of them said yes, that they would hire someone that was um, may have some skills gap or not the the most qualified for that that gig. Um, 5% of them said no, they would not. And a, about 16% said, it depends. And some of them left a comment. And I want to read one of those, those comment here. Um, the person said, you know, this is very important question. So many people that are in her network are in that situation. The process is often broken around accepting resumes and interview process. So how does one even get a chance? And so sure. this is my thing. It's almost, I remember when I tried to get a credit card, they were like, well, you have no credit history. I was like, well, how else am I going to get a credit history if I don't get credit? Right. Like chicken. Yeah, how do you
0: gain experience? How do you gain experience if you have no experience? Like, yeah, I, I remember being in that position too. It's unfortunately it's something that 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 most people who are either not just young people, because you could be entering a new uh, you could be entering a new field or maybe you had a gap for some reason of four or five mm-hmm. years, which happens more frequently than not these days, it seems like, you know, it's like there's all sorts of reasons why somebody could be in that position. Maybe there was a stay-at-home parent, male or female or, or uh, non-gendered as well, because we have lots, you know, it's not just women that are staying home anymore, right? So, mm-hmm. so there can be lots of reasons why. I'd hire that person. By the way, I would hire that person in a heartbeat because those people tend to be the best coordinators on the planet.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's another comment that I thought was interesting that I didn't realize until the person said it. Um, This person said many of our careers didn't exist 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So there's, there's been somewhat of a, a warp, I think of careers now out there. And so you kind of have to look at, but how do they get, I know you, you jumped on this on your soapbox earlier is how do you get past some of these ATS things, right? Or these other metrics and other software and other things out there. So someone could get in front of that person and said, listen, although it may look like I don't have the experience. I have a network of how I can learn and grow or want to learn and grow. And I'm coachable. That was the other word that came up pretty strong in the comments on the, on the poll is as long as they're coachable, I would work with someone who's coachable or malleable any day versus someone who only just have knowledge and skills, but may not be as coachable. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I, 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 yeah, like I, you know, I, I look at this situation and I'm just like, I think, I think ultimately HR is broken. I think HR people are typically overwhelmed. They have too much to do. They don't get paid well enough in my, most of them don't get paid well enough in my opinion. Um, I think lots of times they have to do the dirty work. Um, and they're that, off dirty work. Well, I, like, you know, it's like, like i hiring and firing, you know, like, like, Oh, you know, oh, I'm going to do 200 layoffs knowing that that 201 is me, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be let go next. Right. You know, so, so they often have to do that. So I feel for them, but HR needs an overhaul. Like we, we have totally over automated the process there. Like, like, why are we still calling it human resources. It's not, it's not human resources. There's nothing human about it. Like it's, you know, we call it people departments and it's like, it's, it's not even that because there's a total lack of recognition of someone's human experience. So, so when you talk about like hiring someone with no experience, it's like, well, I mean, there, there's a point to be made here, but, but, you know, you look at where we're headed in North America, certainly with labor shortages and, and stuff like this. And they expect certainly in Canada that, you know, the BDC said that, that they expect them to last off and on for the next 10 years. Right. So that brings us it's 2022 right now, that report came out in 2021. I think they're expecting them to last until 2031. Like, like, think about that. Like, girl, how old are you going to be?
2: Right.
0: You'll be 76. Um, (laughs) You know, so so, so, so I look at this and I, I, I find it, I find it, you know, so it's like, they're not going to have any choice because you are going to see warm body hiring and, and that kind of thing. I think, I, I think there's something to be said, and honestly, I'm so glad it's going to be an employee market, you know, for a while, because it's been a long time. Since it's been an employee market, and I think that bigger companies are going to have to figure things out. It's not just going to be about pay, it's going to be wor- about work life balance, they are going to have to hire people with no experience. So for me, I'm not as worried about that actually as, um as as maybe, you know, your suggestion, like, like your reason for doing the poll, which, by the way, what was your reason for doing that poll?
2: You know what, because I think so many times, one, you know, because we do work in different capacity with clients who are either looking for a career change, or looking to love their job again, or looking to get something uh, from fulfillment out of their role. And I work with a lot of the leaders who are looking for that said candidate too, right? They want someone who's more fulfilled, they want someone who's going to be engaged in that work. And a lot of times, especially when you see some of these job descriptions, either they're like you said earlier, this massive wish list, um, and sometimes there's nothing in the job description that really talks about the tasks, the things that they're going to be doing day to day. And because I have these conversations with some of my clients, there's a few of them said, oh, no, no, they have to meet the criteria. And there's some of them, speaking of HR, sometimes they said, I actually don't even know who else is in the pool, because HR scans it already and gives them what they think is the most qualified. And so I said to one client, "But how do you know if the person with the right attitude, the right drive, the right the right willingness, have the willingness to do and learn and prosper? How would you know if they came to the table?" And he said, "I actually don't know because the four or five names HR puts in front of me meets the job description that he did not create either. right? So so already there's that disconnect. So in our own practice of having these conversation, I kind of wanted to see what was that network, my network was going to say about it. And because, like I said, I, I do have a lot of HR folks as well as you know leaders on there. And interesting enough, I was surprised by some of the folks who said no, because I really thought they were quite liberal in their leadership to actually look at what we we talk about the whole picture and i just thought
0: that's the world we live in though is that there's no thinking in shades of gray anymore right like there's no thinking in shades of gray i you know what kyle i oh girl we're gonna get hate mail for this but i i'm actually gonna um uh years and years and years ago i uh started watching dr phil and so so I don't anymore. But um, he wrote a book called Life Code. And so there's some there. I, I'm going to go through some of the high level stuff, because I actually think that this is this is what's important right now for people, no matter whether you're you have no experience, whether you have lots of experience, whether you're re-entering the workforce, whatever it is, but so I won't take credit for this, certainly, but I think that there's some really good kind of advice in that book. And so he, he talks about the sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And these sweet sweet 16 are rules for winning in the real world. That's what he says. I don't like the words real world, because it's like, whatever my experience is, is my real world, whether I'm five years old and learning to tie my shoes yeah, and the world I'm in. <laughs> that's it. But but he what he alludes to is that the world has changed a lot uh, in in the last couple of decades, and and certainly because of the advent of technology. I listened to a really cool um, TED talk this morning um, uh, from a guy in I think Sweden or Switzerland. Unfortunately, I can't remember. I'll get the name up here right away. Um, it's uh, of course now my phone won't work. Um, uh, but but basically, what he's saying is that is that we get a, we get a junk heap of, uh, okay, here's, here's what it is. It's how to stop your thoughts from controlling your life. Mm. And it's by Albert Hob- Hobohm. I'm sorry if I'm mm. saying it wrong. H O B O H M. Mm. Um, and it's TEDx KTH. So, so basically what the premise of his talk was, is that it, you know, it's that it's that we're constantly violated with a junk heap of data, whether that data is what you choose to eat, because food is information, right? People say food is fuel, but but that's an understatement. Food is information. Um, It tells your body how to express itself. Um, Or it's, um, you know, news headlines, or whatever. You know, his premise is really simple, which is, you need to meditate at least four days a week for 15 minutes a day so that you give give your brain space and the second thing he talks about is be really cautious about what the what junk your brain is downloading every day so control your social media control this control that as you know kyle i i might tap into social media um once a week maybe sort of like i don't I don't really um, uh, participate in it. My life is so much better as a result of that. It adds zero value. The news adds zero value because it's not newsworthy anymore. It's just headlines. The news is a business too, right? So everything's biased and whatever. So so kind of in that same thing, if you kind of look at this, you look at um, giving your brain space and being more clear about what you want. So, so Dr. Phil, in his book, he talks about the sweet 16 and I won't um, I won't necessarily get into all of these. We'll see how much time we have. But one of the things that, regardless of where you are, is that you have to have a defined image. So, in other words, you have to know who you are, and never waver from that. Mm-hmm. Do not define your image as something that you're you're not. So, I know that I am both a compassionate person, but I can also get super heated in social justicey. Perfect. I will not define myself as anything but those because that is true to form. And then I live within that, right? As opposed to trying to be something that I'm not. So another way of saying this, Kyle, is like having a personal brand. So whether you're new to the workforce or you're not, whether you have experience or not, you have to have a defined image. How are you presenting yours? And it's okay if it changes over time, but but you have to know who you are walking into
2: a company right from day one. How are not you presenting who, yourself? Yeah, not who do you want me to be? you know what I mean and I think sometimes when someone looks at the company culture or value and all these other stuff uh, or the job description instead of saying okay I know me let me see how this works with me or highlights me or ways I can highlight it with me instead of oh yeah yeah I'm gong ho I work great with teams when you done know you don't want to work with people. You don't want to be in front of people. Yeah,
0: like don't tell people you're a team player if you know you're not. Yeah. Like I think that, and and some people are afraid that they'll get disqualified and I get it. Like when there is job scarcity, you gotta do what you gotta do to survive, right? Like that kind of plays into Kyle what the next one is, which is you have to have a perception of uniqueness. So, so basically it's like, here's what I'm known for. This is what you'll get with me that you won't with anyone else. Like, and you know, you know, another way of asking this, I have a great coach and he, he asks me the question all the time, what are you best in the world at? And I'm like, well, nothing, (laughs) like there's going to be somebody who's always better than me at anything. And he said, I disagree. You need to define it. Yeah. And, and so I think that's really important. What is your uniqueness? What are you bringing in that nobody else is going to have?
2: Right? And in the interview, find ways to speak to it. Right? Because, right. you know, I know a lot of people will always say, okay, I looked at some of the questions. I'm trying to answer questions. What are some questions? And I said, no matter what the question is, find a way that I could communicate my brand find a way I could communicate how I could help them solve the problem that this job description identifies that needs to be solved, right? No matter what, they could ask me, and sometimes there's some dumb questions, and what you just said is one of the dumb questions I usually hear from, you know, HR, the recruiting process, of why should we hire you, Christopher, and not the other candidates, right? I'm like, well, I'm not seeing the other candidates. If you want me to help you with the recruiting process, then show me all the other candidates, right? So what I'm hearing is, instead of answering it that way, say, "Okay, let me tell you about Girl. my uniqueness." <laughs> yes.
0: Poor HR is taking a beating during this, but it's just—it's it, not their fault. This is this is their it's training system. Yeah, a system they've system. been in for yeah.
2: for a long time, right? It's very Until institutionalized,
0: and so because yeah. of that, there's no new thinking that's happening.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway. So HR, if you're hearing this, mm-hmm. like I said, just stick with us. We're going to get through it. We know what you're <laughs> up against and we're trying to help you as well. well that, All right, yeah, that's
0: else? it. Yeah, like that's it, right? So, mm-hmm. Or when they ask questions, like I had a client that was, that was, I'm not even kidding you. They They brought her in for an in-person interview mm-hmm. and they said, okay, fill out this form. So she fills out okay, a form, which is plan. like, It's basically like a handwritten paper interview, okay? And then she says, and she's all dressed up, and then they hand her another form after that was basically like, uh, all the grade twos are out for recess. Is it fair to say that A, all of the students are out for recess? B, only the grade twos are out for recess. C, and I'm like, what are you hoping to gain this was for like a reception position and i'm like i'm like what are you hoping to get like what what is it like they didn't tell her what it was they didn't say it was a grammar or comprehension test they didn't say anything and then she hands it in and she says okay and the woman's like yeah so we'll get back to you She's oh like,
2: so no conversation no interview no
0: interview so, so I had this. So I said to her, I said, what would you do in the future? She said, I would have asked first, what is the outcome of these forms before I fill them in? And I said, and then what would you do? She would say, if they weren't going to meet with me, I would tell them to pull my application because I'm not interested in meeting with a leader who isn't interested in meeting with me. I'm not, I don't want to work for someone who isn't interested in meeting with me. By the way, she left there and went and looked at their Google reviews, just yeah, out of curiosity. right? And they were awful like it was like one and a half stars. And do you know what most of it was? It was their, it was their front reception staff. That was what the, that's what the reviews were about. So, I mean, it's like, Oh, like, there you go. Like you're not going to hire anyone. Um, So I I wanted to talk about a couple more of these sweet 16, Mm -hmm. One of them is actually, so So of course, you know, perception of uniqueness becoming essential is one. So it's like, you have to, you have to know what you're good at. And then, and then, you know, let them know that it's like, this is what I do. Make yourself an absolute resource. The next one is actually knowing your real currency. So I think some people, this is so important. Some people attach it to a dollar amount and don't get me wrong. I know that we all have our dollar amounts because you, we all have our dollar amounts because we have. We have financial goals in our life. All of us do, yeah. right? Even if you're a socialist in the true sense of the word, you you still have a currency. So, yeah. what is that currency? And so, so I think you have to define that well for yourself. And and lots of people will talk about paycheck, and it's like, but beyond the pay, like, what is the paycheck going to do for you, right? So, yeah. so knowing your real currency, like I know my real currency. It's like, it, you know, it's like for me, time is really important. I want to have time to have a full experience on the planet. I don't. You know, it's like I'm not interested in in working a bunch of overtime. I'm not, you know, whatever else. I, I think as a business owner, I do anyway, but part of my my experience is it, like like the experience I'm having is in that anyway. So that's good. Right. Right. Um, and they talk he talks a lot about keeping things close to the vest. So not like don't tell everybody what you're thinking, right? Keep some things close to your best. If you're like me, you might need a confidant or two. Um, but I think the idea, and and then of course, staying in investigatory mood, uh, mood sorry, uh, investigatory mode. I think a lot of people don't do that enough when they're interviewing because they're like, are they going to hire me? Are they going to hire me? And it's like, are you going to hire them? Like, yeah. like, are you going to like, is this the organization you want to work for? Can you work with these people when you ask about their leadership style? Like, I'm sorry. If, if I was in an interview and I had a yeah. leader that said, Uh, you know, I say, so tell me about your leadership style. First thing is if they fumble when they answer that question, because they weren't expecting Mm -hmm. it, I have a problem already. It doesn't mean I won't work with them, but it's like, I'm sorry. What that tells me is that you haven't thought about it and defined it for yourself, Mm -hmm. which is concerning because it means that you might be, that's it. It might mean that you're a bit haphazard about your leadership style. If you're unprepared Mm -hmm. for that question. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I would say is that if I have a leader that tells me that it's like, you know, I'm, I'm really, really hands-off and it's like, well, give me an example of what hands-off means. I just know for me, like I like hands-off, but I know for me, if that means that my leader is virtually absentee, I'm actually not interested in working with them. I need a leader. I can get feedback from you would do better under a leader like that, Kyle.
2: Yeah. But the other thing too, even though hands-on hands-off leader, I think it's with context because you, that's why you have to Yeah, Yeah. you have to ask for the example. Yeah, because you can't.
1: Or I have an open door
0: policy. Don't give me the habitual language. That's habitual language. Tell me what open door means to you. When you say open door, like Kyle,
2: you have a great example of open door. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I say about open door policy it's not just for them to walk in; it's for you as the leader to walk out. Because here's the other thing: they're already intimidated by your title, by your stature, by all these other things that's going. Even though you think you're the great guy, great gal, the great, most approachable person, blah blah, people still feel a way about walking through your door and say, "Hey, here's what it is." Right? And so, I mean, I'm getting the cue as soon as I start talking. He's telling no, me. No, no, oh no, no, no! Right? Sorry. I mean, for those me. who are watching, he's telling me. <laughs> start wrapping it up no you just heard is, him no go oh through 17 different things <laughs> but as soon as i start you, talking
0: i give him the wrap it up single s- signal let let me tell you what actually happens in those moments i i'm into it i'm talking i'm whatever but of course yeah. you guys know that it's like i'm the one who hits the record button i'm the one who sends it to our editor i'm the one who names it i'm the one who sets up the meeting in the first place to do this and i also keep track of the time but when i'm talking i'm not looking at the timer
1: Mm-hmm. And so Until when you I start, start talking, talking.
0: <laughs> I look at the timer and I'm like, oh, like we're at 20 minutes right now. So <laughs> yeah. I want to wrap it up. So, I mean, if you took so- your lion's share of the responsibility,
2: that would be different. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, all, all I'm saying is that <laughs> when you think about situational leadership, you, you can't, you can't just say your hands off. There is an onboarding perspective because like, you know, Christopher just said, feedback is essential, right? So when we think about when we talk coming back to expectations and people having experiences, there's a couple of things you can do because we're not just saying go hire people without experience. There's a couple of things that you can do in the, the vetting process, the recruiting process to find out um, is this person the ideal person or what should you be doing uh, to the table? So I would say as the employer, HR, hiring manager, number one, be clear with your job description. It's I see so many job descriptions that's not clear. Be be clear I meaning talking about the tasks. What are the tasks that you really want them to complete? What does that day in the life looks like? And again, what type of a person that you want to fulfill this role? Characteristics, right? You have to be really clear because if you want someone to be a self-starter, you also want them probably to be a self-finisher. So be clear with that instead of saying, I want someone who could just go and start stuff and then the person does that, but you weren't clear, right? And the other thing too is, I think as the employer, you also have to be able to evaluate their potential for learning, right? Measure and ask them questions about, you know, how can they learn? How can they, you know, do what do they do normally when they are faced with something that they may not have experience in? Give them an opportunity. And I would say for the person being the employee or the candidate, share exactly what Christopher just said. Share your brand, share how you're willing to grow and learn and maybe just call to the the table that, hey, it may look like I don't have a lot of experience, it may look, but here's some things that I know either is transferable or will be able to um, help in this position. Now, Griswur, would you not agree that it's their responsibility as the a candidate to sell themselves? Or I sometimes I think agree. they wait for, look at my resume though, do mm-hmm. they not see I have transferable skills? Like you gotta sell it.
0: Resumes are skimmed at best. Mm. A very few, very few HR people have the time to read, fully read resumes, resume, especially with ATS systems now, like with the resume scanning software and stuff. We have blogs about this on changemylifecoaching.com. You should check them out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So as you're thinking about it, uh, we're curious to know what you think when it comes to, you know, I know sometimes situation will dictate when it comes to uh, experiences, we'd like to hear about some of your stories. Have you been successful in getting a job or transition to a different career that you did not have experiences um, uh, with or a lot of experience doing that job? And then employers, what would you tell someone who may not have a lot of experience and or skill set, you know, how can they present themselves for you? What are some things that you'd like to hear? Would love to hear about that. And if you're not, again, Downloaded this, sharing this, or just want to share some feedback? Please do so. We need to hit 10,000 because I don't need someone, as you know, to tell me you know your goals are too high. You look how it is; it's so far out of the like. Guys, help help a brother out, okay? Download, share this so we can hit our 10,000 goals. Until next time, uh, take care. Bye.
1: It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers, and we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans.
0: But it's interesting because I always say it's like I don't want surprises. If you're upset about something, you need to tell me and I know that that can be really hard to do, but I don't want surprises. I don't want you to quit this organization or leave this organization and meet to right. find out 10 months later that you hated me as your leader and you didn't tell me why